Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How many fish in our stringer? How many points on our buck? How many feathers in our bag? That's how we keep score around here. Sportsmen and women of all skill levels. Let's disconnect from the day-to-day grind and stay connected to the outdoor activities that you and your family love. This is the Doug Pike Show, brought to you by Stub Cycles. Still rolling strong after 50 years. And by... Fishing Tackle Unlimited and Shimano, the best fishing partners you can have. Now, here's Doug Pike. All right, let's take a look around outside, shall we? Oh, wait, it's still dark. Oh, winter. I I guess it's okay. Uh, We we have to have winter to enjoy summer. We have to have summer to enjoy winter. But doggone, this, this headphone's not working right. There we go. I think it's working in both ears. Only one way to find it. Well, barely working in one ear. Maybe it's my ears. That could be. 40 years, 50 years, whatever it's been now of of a lot of shooting going on. I haven't even looked at email yet this morning. I'll do that when I have a chance. Uh, Pretty exciting time, huh? The holidays are here. The kids are out of school. There are going to be a uh, a lot of things bought today. I saw a story last night. If this doesn't motivate you to go fishing or hunting or or anything else other than shopping this this afternoon and this evening, I don't know what will. This day is supposed to be more hectic, more crowded, more weird than Black Friday. This day, the Saturday before Christmas, especially with it falling so close to death, if Christmas were next Friday or Saturday... Yeah, okay, we got a little time, no problem. But one, two, three next week, and we're there. And everybody is going to be out. I tried to get into the mall out at Sugarland. I had some place I wanted to go in there, something I wanted to pick up. And I tried yesterday afternoon, and I circled that lot for about five, ten minutes and just threw in the towel. And drove away. I couldn't even find a parking place. And I wasn't the only person looking, which is why you never find one. As an aside, a footnote to that little weird conversation on an outdoor show. My wife has the best parking karma of ever. When people tell her, hey, you should go over here for this, but the parking's really bad. She doesn't hear that the parking's really bad because she doesn't need to. I took her to a doctor's appointment a week and a half ago and pulled in the parking lot. And just as we were pulling in, the person parked next to, not in a handicapped spot, because I wouldn't park there because I'm not. The person parked next to the handicapped spot was pulling out as we pulled in. I have never, in all the 
visits I've made over. This is my ENT's office, the guy who keeps my voice working so I can keep working this time of year. Uh, parking's kind of bad over there. We need to leave a little early. No, we'll be all right, she says. We pull over there and front row. Uh, if we'd parked any closer, we would have had to drive the car into the office. So there's that. There's also lots of good fishing going on. Lots of good deer hunting going on. And here I sit again. Enjoying it through you guys. I'll get in my licks over the holidays. I have some things. I have some things cooking, as they say. Thank you, Joe. Well, now I know what to say in a little while. That's good. This is how this works. This is Cracker Jack Radio right here. We had a, a fun time over here yesterday, by the way. We had our annual holiday luncheon and um, heard our fearless leader, Mr. Eddie Martini, one of the best guys to work for in the city. And that's just not my opinion. That is the opinion of a couple of magazines around here. A great, um, great culture this is. He has, he has inspired and motivated us all to work really hard for him, which makes his job easy. He doesn't get yelled at. And so we don't get yelled at. It works that way throughout business. <laughs> I, saw, I saw something, speaking of that, just as a quick aside, I saw something on Facebook the other day. A big, big sign said, free money. And yeah, all you have to do is go to a, a place called work and do what they tell you. That's all you have to do. It's so simple. 713-212-5790. Email me, DougPike at iHeartMedia.com. In case you were wondering, scratching your head thinking, gosh, Doug, where's the coldest place in the state right now? Where's the coldest place in the state? And as, well, no, that's a different one. Wow, I was going to say somewhere else, but I'm not now. Dalhart usually holds that record. This time of year, Dalhart usually the coldest place in the state. Currently, three stations reporting colder temperatures than Dalhart. And Dalhart, pop quiz, Joe. Joe's in here covering for Jackson. Jackson's off doing something he has to do today. And uh, he'll be back tomorrow, right? Yeah. So, pop quiz, what is the coldest temperature presently in the state of Texas? 39 degrees. That's no, probably a little sir. low. Um, no, actually, that's pretty hot. Really? Yeah. If you were in, let me give you all three of them. If you were in Perryton, if you were in Hemp Hill, or if you were in Hereford at the Muni Airport there, you would be walking around in 19-degree air. 19. It's still freezing all the way down through uh, Junction, 27. Curtis Field, I don't know where Curtis Field is, 27. Mm, that's about the end of the 20s. As you move back south, back toward uh, the land of warmth and mosquitoes, 48 at, um, oh, that's, where is that? It's all, it's about 40, 45. Oh, there's all kinds of reporting stations around Houston. The Memorial Hermann helipad. I don't need that one. Bay City is 50. Galveston, 54, and the warmest place in the state, as almost always. Uh, this is the, let me think, the New York Yankees of temperature highs in the state, I guess, the perennial favorite, the 
three city, the three major towns down there in South Texas, Brownsville, McAllen, and Harlingen, all at 61 right now. And for some reason, they continue to post a station that is a hundred and something miles out in the Gulf of Mexico as holding the state high temperature. That's not in Texas. It's in the Gulf of Mexico, and it shouldn't count. But that's just me. 25 degrees in Gaines County. Oh, there's another 19. Holy cow, 19 in Marfa, all the way out there in West Texas. Wow. So there's that. Uh, the forecast looking like it'll be a lot better probably tomorrow than today. And we'll get through it, whatever it is. We'll get through the holidays. Just drive carefully out there. I saw another nasty wreck uh, just a day and a half ago. And just, I hate to see that around this time of year. So please, for me and for yourselves, just kind of ease your foot back off the gas. People get in too big a hurry. We're already in too big a hurry in this city. And the holidays tends to accelerate that all the more. We will talk this morning with a woman named Denisha Watson in the 8 o'clock hour. She is the host of a YouTube channel called Natural Addiction, and she is ate up, as we say in the South, with hunting and fishing. She's from Georgia. I don't know where she's from originally, but she lives in Georgia now and just hunts and fishes and has a great time. Got a YouTube channel with, I don't know, maybe 100, maybe more than 100 videos. And uh, most of them very interesting. The ones, all the ones I've looked at so far, very interesting. I'll find out her story. And then a little later in the nine o'clock hour, we're going to talk to Glenn Childers, my friend from over at Memorial Park Golf Course. He's finally gotten himself on the track. We were kind of laughing about that the other day. He finally got a chance to get out and play it himself and was pleasantly surprised. He, was, he wasn't sure how it was going to play. And now that he's played it, I want to pick his brain because he's a pretty good, he's a pretty good stick. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes. And uh, he will give us some sort of information. I'm going to see if there's any inside tip on how to get a tee time. Now, one of the reasons I did find out from him, and we'll talk about it more in the nine. One of the reasons that it's so hard to get a tee time right now at Memorial is that they aren't sending out as many groups or not putting as much pressure on this brand new golf course as they used to with the old configuration where they sent them out about every eight minutes. These are 10 minute tee times now. And so there just aren't as many groups able to be on the golf course. That's a good thing for a couple of reasons. Number one, it just helps the course go ahead and come in without just getting trampled and beat up. And number two, it gives you the player on a brand new golf course, a time to look around, a little bit of time to just just breathe it in, figure it out. It takes a good, I would say a good 12 or 15 rounds on any golf course to really feel comfortable around it, to really find your way, no matter what level of play you are. I guess if you were a ranked beginner, it wouldn't matter. If you're a PGA Tour player, it wouldn't matter much. Last time I took a PGA Tour player to a place he'd never played before, the guy had, had never been on the property, showed up one minute before the tee time. This was Tom Byram years ago over at Royal Oaks Country Club. He showed up one minute before the tee time. I guided him around there, not exactly the best player in the world to be his guide. Nonetheless, the guy rolled out and shot 68 on me. Like, oh, 
Really? 68, Tom? That all you got? Never been on the property. Some of the toughest greens to read and to putt that I'd seen. That's a, it's, a, it's a great track, and I love it, but, but difficult in many ways. And he did that. He shot 68 with his tee shot going in the water on 18. He drops behind the lake, hits eight iron to three feet, sinks the putt, and we're done. And seen, as they say in the movie business. Pretty good players, those guys are. I want to talk also in that 9 o'clock hour about the President's Cup last week and, and how we came roaring back on um, singles matches day. Sunday, which was barely Saturday. Let's see, what was it? They're, yeah, they're 18, 17 hours ahead of us down there. So they were done about the time we went to bed. But nonetheless, fantastic, fantastic play by our side, uh, led by Tiger Woods, who is, I, I saw a headline this morning, the, the number one, one of the biggest stories of 2020 is going to be Tiger Woods. Uh, why wouldn't it be? Every other year before that for the last 20 has been about Tiger Woods, whether he was playing, whether he was not, whether he was any good anymore, whether he'd never come back or was about to come back or has come back. I'm not tired of Tiger Woods, but I just wish that the media, especially the golf media, wouldn't just fawn so over him and, and ignore at to great extent uh, the other 500 guys out there. We're going to take a break here in just a second. 713-212-5790. Email me, dougpike at iheartmedia.com. I know it's the holidays. I'm glad you're listening. I certainly do appreciate it. Feel free to participate. If you want to talk about something specific, if you have a question to ask, I will be happy to answer it. Bronze roofing. Here's a question I can answer. The question is, who could get to my house in usually in... Less than a day, well, 24 hours, usually within 24 hours, certainly within 48 probably, to check my roof to make sure it's not going to leak if we get some snow this winter. Huh, fat chance. Well, bronze roofing, rain, snow, whatever's going to beat up your roof, hailstorms, we get lots of those. And if your roof has any little problems right now, bronze can get up there, find that problem, and repair it really quickly and efficiently. And here's a big kicker, inexpensively compared to the cost of a new roof if you let it go too long. They'll do all that work at a nice fair price. Just get them up there for an inspection. Let them look around. They're honest people. If they come down from that roof and there's nothing wrong with it, that's what they're going to tell you. You know, we looked it over top to back, front to back, left to right, every bit of that roof and just couldn't find a doggone thing wrong with it. Thank you for calling us. See you in a couple of years. Bronze roofing. Tile, asphalt, steel, shingle, doesn't matter. Commercial, residential, doesn't matter. Bronze has you covered. 281-480-9900. Make that phone call. Get them out there to look around. 281-480-9900 or go to bronzeroofing.com. That's B-R-A-U-N-S roofing.com. We'll break and be back. We are Sports Talk 790. Are you ready? Listen online at sports790.com. Now, more Doug Pike.
7.20. Right then, right there. On Sports Talk 790, the Doug Pike Show. Thanks for listening. We've got daylight right now, but not sunshine. That's a good thing because now, at least for now, it's a pretty heavy blanket of clouds, actually, really. At least for now, the sun is not just ricocheting off of the BHP building and right into my eyeballs as it does on clear mornings around here. That's just brutal sometimes. It's really tough. And they have taken all of the window covering off. If you're new to the show, you just found that out. If you're not, if you've been listening a long time, you've heard me gripe about this before. It's it's brutal. And there is nothing. There used to be a, a blind. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. A vertical blind on this window that was pretty easy to turn and uh, keep from having your retinas burned out. But that's not there anymore. Looking at the state radar, by the way, if you were thinking about going fishing today and worry that it was going to rain, you don't need to worry. You're going to be okay. It's going to be chilly, cooler on the water by roughly, what, 8 to 10 degrees maybe, than on land as a rule. And if you happen to slip and fall and fill your waders, cooler still in some places than other more so in some places than others but by and large you're you're ready to go you're good to go the wind is light there is not so much as a 10 mile an hour there are no double digit wind velocities uh, being reported in the greater metropolitan houston area right now in fact the highest number i see is on the beach a due north wind at eight miles an hour up here in at hobby it's five Eagle Point, five out of the north. It's all just a straight shot north except for one anomaly at Ellington currently showing almost a west wind at four, but that's just that's nothing piled on top of nothing. Going to be very cool and calm and nice out there for fishing today if you bundle up accordingly. You do have to be careful this time of year, especially if you're going to wade fish. You have to think uh, not – you don't, you don't have to go crazy. You don't have to be chicken little and think the sky is going to fall on you. But you do have to prepare yourself for, for a couple of what-ifs. If you have prepared yourself to be wade fishing, you have to ask yourself, what if I did trip and stumble and fall over and fill those waders? The first question you'd have to ask yourself, or the first answer is, Wear a belt around the waders so they don't fill up so fast. If you're not wearing a belt at the top or somehow otherwise cinching those waders up around your chest somewhere, uh, you're just asking to get very, very cold and wet. 
So if you end up doing that, though, it's not a bad idea to have some sort of change of clothes. You don't have to bring five layers and, and three coats and uh, too much stuff. But it's not a bad idea in your bag somewhere, your boat bag, not a bad idea to have a pair of socks, clean, dry underwear, maybe a pair of jeans, uh, an undershirt, and a, another shirt you could throw on. Dry clothes in a situation like that, and we're not going to call it a lifesaver because I'm hoping you're not that far from civilization and the, and the boat still works or you can still paddle out if you're in a kayak. Uh, but one way or the other, if you can get on dry clothes, you've won most of that battle. And getting dry means having a towel with you as well. That's not if you if you pack right and you pack in the right bag, it's you're not you're not adding too much to the boat that it's gonna tip to one side when you put your gear in. But boy, if that if you ever need that bag, you'll be darn glad you've got it. I've been in that position before on a duck hunt actually when of course, you wouldn't bring anything extra with you. Just When you're in high school and you're on a duck hunt, you don't take anything extra because you don't own anything extra. You've barely got enough shells and gas to get you there and enjoy the hunt. That was my situation growing up anyway. My friends and I didn't have a lot of money, but we had a whole lot of enthusiasm. And man, did we go. And I went on a duck hunt with a buddy of mine over far all, all the way from southwest Houston to Oh, way over on the east side somewhere. I can't remember where we were. But I do remember that we had hunted this place several times before. And on the way to the blind, which was out in the middle of an old reservoir, uh, not much to it, but it was it was out there. And we wanted to go hunt it that day instead of hunting from the bank. On the way out there, I stumbled and filled my waders. 34 maybe degrees? I don't know. day or so after the front had come through, bright. Big, bright blue sky, and I was up to my neck in cold water before I could blink. I got to the blind, and I emptied my waders, but now I'm standing there in really cold clothes, and my buddy has no intention of leaving. He's not in any hurry at all to get out of there. And so as the sun came up, I realized that that sun felt really good on the back of my neck. The only exposed skin I had, I was trying to wear my rubber waders like a wetsuit and warm the water inside them. But it was warmer on the back of my neck. And I'm a pretty, pretty quick study. So I started stripping out of my clothes. And my buddy said, what are you doing, man? So I'm getting out of these wet clothes. I'm going to hang them up to dry. And I got all the way down to my skivvies. And I hung all my clothes inside the blind, hung the waders upside down, and just watched them keep dripping water the entire time we were there. And I stood there and was actually warmer, despite the cold, without those clothes on, just curled up in a corner of the blind. No wind, just nothing but sunshine pouring down on me. And my friend accused me of scaring the ducks. I don't know how I was scared, although I was... I was pretty pasty and pale that time of year, I must admit. And if the ducks were able to see into the blind somehow, they would have seen. This was not some fancy blind either. This was just um, some 
haphazardly put together uh, mix of boards and nails and and a little bit of grass cover. And I was in the I was in the let's see that some would have been coming up in the kind of the southeast. So I was in the northwest corner of that thing sucking up sunshine as fast as I could. And it worked. I lived. I had to put those wet clothes on to come back out, unfortunately. But we got back to the truck, and and I got home and dried off, and here I am today. Miracles do happen. 713-212-5790. Email me, DougPike at iHeartMedia.com. Who wait in just a second ago? I saw an email come in. Got to fix this, fix that. Oh, got some sort of, some sort of, there it is. Ah, Mojo weighs in with a good, a good morning. That's like me trying to type one little typo. So good morning to you as well, Mojo. <laughs> Carl weighs in. Hey, buddy, just checking in, being lazy. Waiting. Oh, really? Waiting for warmer temps to stretch out that new. Oh, this afternoon he's going to go. Okay. Yeah. Let, let the, um, let the thermometer rise just a little bit. He's going to go break in a brand new Corrado. Good for him. Down in Pasadena at a little pond. Secret place. Got more bass in it than um, probably most, apparently. Good for him. Taking a, a new uh, lady friend down there with him, it says, too. Holy cow. Oh, I wish I could join you. I've got a busy afternoon myself. I've got, well, actually, when I leave here, I've got to go shoot some video over at Stub Cycles to um, work on a, a project for my friends over there. Then from there, it will be home for a quick nap. And from there, um, a Christmas party. And from there, Pentatonics tonight. I'm looking forward to that. You even, do you know who that is? Yeah, not yeah I'm a huge fan. Are you really? Yeah, I'm going, buddy. I think they're really cool. It's a fun style of music. It is a fun style of music. And when you're not when you're not covered up by a, a big band and a bunch of dancers, then you can either sing or you can't. There's no auto-tune. There's no orchestra of musicians uh, covering up your mistakes. When you're singing like they sing, buddy, it's all voices. And, and I have a, a tremendous respect for that. I really do. Just a tremendous respect for their talents. And uh, I'm fired up. And my son bought those tickets for me with the help of my wife's credit card. But he bought tickets for me a long time ago now. And um, more power to him for doing that. Because that was, I told him, I said, that I just mentioned casually that I really would like to see that show. And he Took it upon himself to chase my wife down that same day. They bought those tickets that same day. So I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. He and I are going. She can't. She's got a, a headache issue with loud noises. And I suspect there will be a lot of loud noises in that in that building tonight. All right, we got to take another little break here. The one at the bottom of the hour. And I'm trying not to get too late. But I just did by talking about pentatonics. I'm pretty jacked up about that. If you are a golfer or you really care about a golfer, from now through the end of January, not now to the end of the year, but from now through the end of January at Club Champion, you can get half off a complete bag golf club fitting or a third off any other fitting they do, plus an extra 10 bucks. I'll throw another 10 on it if you mention my name at either of the two Houston locations. Just say, hey, I want this. I want to get a whole bag fitting, <clears throat> and I want that half off deal, and I want that $10 credit on top of that. 
because Doug told me to come over here. That's a lot. That's a that's a really good deal to get in there and spend several hours with one of these fitters in there. I'm going to be talking to one of them next weekend, as a matter of fact. Or maybe, no, it's tomorrow. Oh, it's tomorrow we're going to talk to him. I'll have to look at my calendar. I can't recall. I think it's next week. Either way, they have 35,000 hittable head and shaft combinations in there. Now, you're not going to have to go through all 35,000. They'll whittle it down just by watching you swing your clubs. You're going to get in there, and you're going to hit a lot of six irons, a lot of six irons. And then they're going to figure out which one is right for you, which head, which shaft in combination, which weight in that particular style of shaft, which grips, all of that stuff, all of it, so that you can play better golf. I picked up 12 yards with six iron. Picked up 12 yards. I hit it straighter, farther, and higher just by changing shafts and heads from what I was hitting right now. And I thought I was hitting those clubs pretty good. I felt pretty confident with them, but the new ones are even better. Average player picks up six shots after a, a fitting like this. Six shots, think about that will That'll pay for that fitting and just in your little $10 Nassau's every week. Go get them. Go check it out or get it for somebody else. Get it for somebody you care about who really is passionate about golf and wants to get better. Clubchampiongolf.com is the website. Check it out there clubchampiongolf.com. We'll break and be back. This is Sports Talk 790. Online at sports790.com. Now, more Doug Pike. Nine thirty-seven on Sports Talk 790, the Doug Pike Show. Thank you for listening. I do appreciate it. I got some stuff I got to go pick off the printer here in the next break. I forgot about that. I need to go take care of it. Uh, a quick little uh, piece of housekeeping. I want to make sure that uh, I remind you guys about this seminar that uh, Paul Marcasio is doing. I think it's a really good opportunity to learn a ton about fishing. Yeah, he's going to do it at Fishing Tackle Unlimited January 18th. This is at the Gulf Freeway store, the uh, Fuquay store. January 18th, you're going to go down there and learn pretty much everything about all the bays he is he is trying to give back this guy's been a guy for 40 something years and he's just trying to to give back and and make sure that folks who are coming into fishing now as he's kind of toward the tail end of all the fishing he's going to get to do certainly professionally he's slowing down a lot on that just so he can enjoy himself go fishing with friends more often but for 65 bucks you can sit in there and learn pretty much the entire bay system you can bring your recorders, bring your pen and your pad, bring your maps. It's going to be great. He's going to be out the boat show, too. I'll tell you more about that as we keep going. You can find him at GoFishGalveston.com. That's pretty simple. GoFishGalveston.com. Great guy, man. I, my, my son and I got to go fishing with him a couple of weeks ago now. And um, I like I've said before, he was on my he is on my list of people that I wanted to um, – I want my son to fish with, and I'm trying to check them off as fast as I can. And there's a lot of a lot of my friends who listen to this program, and if you happen to be listening now, you're going to, well, I wonder if he wants my, his son to fish with me. Well, of course I do. Of course I do, and I'm getting to him fast as I can, man. My um, 
probably one of my higher priorities would just get him down to Corpus to fish with Cliff Webb after that trip we had years ago. Holy cow. And we did. And we're going to go back to, I can assure you, we're going to go back and fish with Cliff again. That was a, that was a lot of fun. Speaking of down south, um, I've heard from Cliff recently that things are just getting better and better. This is the time when you're going to start seeing more and bigger fish. They're going to eat. They are going to eat. They have to get through this winter, and the way they get through winter is by eating big baits, keeping their bellies full so that in case they get caught with some sort of weather anomaly, they're, they're already, they've got, the, they've got the cupboard full. It's kind of like going out when you hear that there's a hurricane in the Gulf of Mexico in July or August or September or June, whenever it is. What's the first thing people do? They run out and they buy a bunch of water. And they buy sandwich meat and bread and all. They just stock the cupboard. Well, that's what these fish are doing this time of year. They already know that it's winter. They know that these big fronts can come along at most any time. And so they stock their own cupboard. They keep their bellies full. They make sure that they've got enough stocked up. Now, that, and for this reason, the, the, the upside is that when they eat, buddy, they eat in a big way. It's like putting a football table down in front of a buffet. They eat hard. But the downside is they don't eat every day. And so if you catch them on the day they're full, most of the school anyway, then you might not get as many bites. But if you can time it up like he and I did years ago, this has been a million years ago now. If you can time With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Time it up. Man, it just, it's off the wall, off the chain, whatever's popular now. It's it's nuts how good it is, and that's how that's how we got it. So I want my son to experience something at least similar to that, catch a few fish. I have the the fun debate that I always have this time of year is topwaters or tails. Do you throw soft plastics or do you throw hard baits? Or as has become the uh, lure de jour, if you will, for the last 15, 20 years or so. Do you throw the suspending soft plug? And if so, how do you work all three? I'm a fan of topwaters. I am going to presume that fish will eat topwaters until they prove otherwise. I'm going to try to force them to eat topwaters. I'm going to throw them for as long as I can stand it. And the older I get, the less I care how many fish you've already caught on something other than a topwater. So I'm going to try at least. I'll try two or three different ones too. 
different colors, different cadence, different pitch in the rattles, all kinds of stuff, different sizes of baits. I'll work them fast. I'll work them slow. I'm going to induce a bite somehow. Even if you're catching fish. Now, if you're catching quality fish and you get up three or four on me before I can even get a bite, then, okay, I'll join the party for a little while, have some fun, and then I'll probably go back to topwaters. I'll begin and end the day, most likely, with a plug I can see because I just, I that's one of the things that really flips my switch is to see a really big trout come up and slurp a topwater off, a, off the surface of the bay. Has been for a long time, and it will be until I fall over. 713-212-5790, let's talk about that. Topwaters, soft plastic suspending base, corkies, let's call them. That's what they that's what we call them. It's kind of like calling down here in the south. Um, do you want a coke? Comma, yes. What kind? Do you want a do you want a corky? Yes. What kind? What size? We'll talk about that when we get back. On the way out. Quick word from my buddies down at Timber Creek Golf Club. No rain in the forecast. It's gonna be a little cool. A little, little damp and dank with all these clouds. But you could certainly get out and hit hit the golf ball around over at Timber Creek Golf Club, if you like. They're on FM 2351 down in Friendswood, just a couple of miles west of I-45. 27 holes. 27 holes. There's multiple opportunities throughout the day to get you and your buddies out, even if you haven't got a tee time. Go down there, hit a few balls first. And by the time you get through that bucket of balls, it'll probably – be time for you to go tee it up. Great teaching staff led by David Pilsner. He runs the Golf Academy at Timber Creek Golf Club. He and his staff will help you out if you need some help with that swing of yours. TimberCreekGolfClub.com. Great food down there, too. Great food on and off the beverage carts. The stuff in the grill is just, it's, it's as good as most of the restaurants down there. Maybe even better for some of the things I can think of. TimberCreekGolfClub.com is the website. Check them out there. TimberCreekGolfClub.com. We'll break and be back. This is Sports Talk 790. Facebook.com slash Sports Talk 790. Back to the Doug Pike Show. Seven forty nine on Sports Talk seven nine the Doug Pike Show. Thank you for listening. Certainly do appreciate it. Okay, some phone calls here. Seven one three two one two five seven ninety or email me Doug Pike at iHeartMedia.com. Start with David, then I'll grab on to Steve. What's up, David? David, Mr. Doug. Hey, yeah, like you know when you're What's out up, there. Man? Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Great. Hey, yeah. Uh, hey, that uh. Oh man, well you got me excited about it. like when you're out there top water fishing. Bass oh yeah. Fishing, and, and it's real calm. Oh yeah. And you man. and you find a a structure, man. And you chunk it over there, and then let it sit, man. And let the way the ripples lay. You have down. to be All patient. Sudden, it's so hard to be number patient. Number three wash comes up. Bloosh. <laughs> yeah. <it does. laughs> you know that's something that's a it lot. It said of on the back of the. It said. What did it say on the back? Go ahead. What did it say on the it back? It said, of the uh, you know, when you wait ten seconds, count ten seconds. Is what it says. I know, and it seems like ten minutes, doesn't it? So you it? wait. Exactly. Oh. Tick, yes, tick, sir. Yeah, tick, I know. Boom. And you're sitting there waiting, and all of a sudden, when you give that other little twitch, boom! I tell you what, a wow. lot of people. You know, it's, it's, and then the 
Go ahead. We're on some kind of a weird delay this morning, David. Go ahead, man. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, yeah, I know what you're saying. You want to get in a hurry and you get all, um, you get all excited about it, uh, you know, and then just wait, man. But I mean, hey, then the reward is you got that fish. But be sure and hang on, you know, because you never know what, you know, uh, that it could be a big bass, could be a small bass that might have just got foul hooked or something. The next thing you know. You know, it, it's a good it's a good experience. Let me put it that way. Yes, sir, it the, is. The waiting is the hard part. Patience, yeah, I don't have the patience. But, uh, it's very. Difficult. Hey, what I was gonna say. Uh, re- okay. Uh, hey, uh, real quick uh, on my on that one Australian blue healer the lady gave me. You know, he's going on two years old. He's wow. learning how to. Uh, he he ate the end out of a regulation football, <laughs> and uh, so it's flat. But that's his favorite toy, and when I throw it. He would he would bring it back, but he would set it on the ground. Now the, the other, my other dog, the, my female dog, I call her the mama dog, but that's not his mom. She started showing him to pick it up and bring it to me, and then I started you know rubbing her and rubbing her behind yep. the ears and everything, and he got onto it. Now he bring now he brings it right back to me. Hi, boy. Good job, David. Thanks, man. Good to hear yeah, from keep, you. Keep working on it. Okay, uh, hey, hey, have yeah. have a good time at the party tonight. I'm going to see. Uh, I'm going to see a band out in Humble. The bass player uh, is is kin folks to me, and but he's uh, he teaches at Sam Houston State. I'll be doing. And the guitar player is a Cracker Jack guitar player, Texas guitar player that I, the assistant commander at the American Legion. That's his brother-in-law. I'll so, be I mean, doing. We're, you know, I All think right, we'll, we'll have fun, man. man. Thank you. Man. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll see, you, bud. All right, All right you man. too tonight. Listen yeah. to those voices, man. I will. I hear you. All right. All right. Adios. Steve, what's up? Hey, good morning, Doug. Good morning, man. I I was up in uh, up in East Texas and uh, walking along walking along a path, and uh, I, I came upon uh, some feral hogs. Yes, sir. And uh, two the a two ran uh, towards the creek, and then one ran up the hill, and uh, you know my I was unarmed. And I have been going up to that uh, that that uh, land up there for since I was a boy, you know, right. eight, six or eight years old. Uh, how should I handle that? <laughs> well, you made uh, it out, so there's, there's yeah. a big high plus. Yeah, the the story about the woman being killed by the hogs uh, kind of perked up. A, I had a lot of people call and write about that. Like, Oh my gosh, what do I have to do? Do I have to carry a gun to go get my newspaper now? No, <laughs> no, you don't. You're going to be all right. Yeah, Pretty right. sure. But if you do encounter them in the woods, you just kind of have to size up what that they, they don't really want to be detected. And if they don't feel threatened or cornered, you have a pretty good, you, you're pretty safe to presume that they're going to run away. They don't want to confront you. But- okay. Well, here, here's the here was the other thing is that uh, when I came upon these hogs, I was probably uh, just to give you a frame of reference from your driveway to your neighbor's driveway when you were growing up in Sharpstown. Yeah. How sure. about that? Yeah, you could have thrown a rock was- and hit one. Yeah, exactly right. And this animal, my goodness, the one that ran, uh, it, it was probably, my goodness, uh, close to as tall as my hip. You right. know, I'm, I'm, I'm 
pretty tall, yeah. tall man. And so, uh, but, but, I, but as I was leaving, I thought, well, what happens if I had come upon a female hog with some, I guess what they, could, they would be called piglets. Yeah. And they, I understand they get very protective. Yeah, but it's not like, a, again, it's not like a grizzly bear. Their, their first reaction is going to be to run. They don't. Okay. They don't want. They don't want a, a confrontation. They want to sleek away. They don't want to be seen by people. They don't want to be bothered by people. And their first yeah. reaction is going to be to run. That being said, if they were ever for some reason to turn on you, uh, climb something quick. Yeah, just climb something and hope that you can hang on until until they get just lose interest. Because you uh, yeah. don't. You don't want to get in a fist fight with a bunch of pigs. Uh, you know, you really well, don't. Now, if it's if it's safe and legal and everything to to carry a firearm wherever it is you're walking through the woods. No, it's private property. Yeah, it's just okay. private land. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd I'd at least strap a sidearm to my hip and okay. make now, sure that. What, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, no, but, that's but fine. what what kind of I've I've been getting some suggestions and recommendations on. Yeah. What kind? I had one man tell me about, uh, uh, you know, uh, hogs, uh, you know, hog wild. So if you shoot the hog and then the hog feels threatened and then the hog is just going to come after you. Well, I don't. You, it's been my experience. I've shot a lot of hogs and I've shot at a lot of hogs. And it's been my experience that unless there's, again, unless you're really close to a fist fight with it, if you if the hogs don't really aren't paying you much attention okay. and you fire a gun straight up in the air, they're going. They're scattering like cockroaches when light in the kitchen comes on. They're out of there. Okay. Um if you're concerned seriously that you may have to defend yourself from those hogs, then I yeah. wouldn't carry a pistol at all. I'd strap a shotgun over my shoulder and I'd have it loaded up with buckshot. And well, that's what I, yeah, that, that's, that's, that was my thought was that it was a shotgun because I mean, I'm, you know, I would have had, if that, that hog was coming at me, I'm, I'm asserting I would have had three seconds. Yeah. And, and yeah, unless you're a, a wild west and gunslinger, yeah, if you're not a gunslinger, <laughs> then the odds of being capable and confident with a handgun at that time are nil, no. you know, that's, no. it's just a, it's that, just a noisemaker right. at that point. So yeah, the point the shotgun in the general direction of the uh, direction of the pig's nose and and squeeze it off, and that will stop that one and grossly discourage the rest of them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Don't don't play around it. If you're feeling like you're in a place where you might have to, it might be you or the pigs. Then just make darn sure it's you that comes out of there. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, and the thing is, is that I should. I mean, I, I listen to your show often enough, and I hear your your stories and the stories of your callers, sure. and you know, it did large places along the path that were freshly uh, uh, disturbed. Yeah, yeah sure. exactly right. Yeah. yeah, if you can, if you can find those, you can find pigs within twenty four hours if you go looking for them. Just, just yeah, well, give them a little wide yeah. berth. Hey, I've got to run. I hate to do it, Steve, but yeah, i got to okay. hit this break. Thanks, man. Thank Good you. luck to you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh huh. We'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back at the other side. On the way out, Shooter's Corner. Be a good place for Steve to go get him a shotgun, huh? New or used. You can also find rifles there. You can find handguns there. 
then you'll find people there also, Jerry and JTK and everybody else who works there. There's just a handful of other people who actually work at the store. Down there on Palmer Highway at 29th Street in Texas City, most anybody down there could help you find the right gun to carry to defend yourself from wild hogs, certainly. And everything out to a beautiful custom rifle, too, that Jerry builds himself. One of the best custom rifles you'll ever find. Whether you are brand new to shooting or you've been shooting all your life, whether you're a hunter, you need a gun for self-protection, you're a competitive shooter, Shooter's Corner's got what you need, and they'll make sure you get it. They've got optics, they've got guns, they've got some camo in there, they've got reloading supplies, plenty of ammo. 281-474-9494. 474-9494, or check them out online, theshooterscornertx.com, theshooterscornertx.com. Com. We'll break. Come back. This is the Doug Pike Show. Brought to you by Stub Cycles. Still rolling strong after 50 years. And by Fishing Tackle Unlimited and Shimano. The best fishing partners you can have. Now, here's Doug Pike. 8 o'clock straight up. Well, no, not anymore. 8.02. Creeping up on 3. I'll get back to the hogs in a minute, but I want to talk... I. And, um, yeah, we've got somebody I want to talk to on the line right now. I'll just push the button right here and right now. Denisha Larson, how are you? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you, Doug? I'm very well, thank you. Natural Addiction is her YouTube channel. And um, you've found a way to have some fun out there hunting and fishing, haven't you? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, a little I'll bit. Say. Says at the <laughs> site you live in Georgia, are you from there? I actually am originally from Georgia. Okay. I've lived in Georgia and Florida Um Pretty much my whole life, with a couple of little short stints in other places. But we travel quite a bit. We we have honorary residency in Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. <laughs> oh, good <laughs> for you! Hey, who got you started in the outdoors? Let's take it all the way back. Um, all the way back. That's a long time ago. Um, my papa actually was the person who got me started in the outdoors. I was the oldest grandchild. I was the the only grandchild for a little while, yeah, and sure. there were no boys. So um, he needed a grandchild to take out there with him, and I was the one. So he <laughs> would take me out fishing, and um, primarily we did a lot of fishing and some crabbing. I grew up in the Savannah area. Oh, yeah, it's nice. So we were on the coast and mm-hmm. um, did a lot of a lot of coastal things, a lot of freshwater. I mean, it's a, a great spot over there. And... Um, yeah, and then as I got older, they I was introduced to got my first BB gun when I was nine. There you go. And um, started hunting shortly thereafter with a twenty two. My dad you. would take me out squirrel hunting. Do you remember <laughs> that the first time you knocked? With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Down a squirrel? I do, actually, because it was a fox squirrel. And oh, yeah. my dad was beside himself. I'm sure. How cool is that? <laughs> you like shooting a cinnamon teal on your first duck hunt. 
Golly, good for you. Denisha Larson on the, the show this morning. Uh, let, let's get to a, a little more serious business for a second. There's a lot more women in the outdoors, it seems, or at least that's what statistics say. But from your perspective, perspective as one of them, do you, do you think there are lots of women out there, or is it just that the percentage of women now is higher than it was back when you were a little kid? Honestly, uh, to be totally honest, from yeah. my, my perspective – I don't think that there are necessarily a lot more women right. in the outdoors than there were. I think there's just more visibility into how many women are involved in the outdoors. We're talking about it. Right. About and, it, really. and I don't know why. I mean, for some reason, it's a big topic now. Um, I never really thought about it that much. Like for me growing up, it was never a big deal. And I still don't sure. really think about, you know, um, I'm a woman versus a guy. The only time that right. comes up is, you know, when we're out in a duck blind and there's nowhere to use the restroom. Yeah, <laughs> no, I understand that. Yeah. And but, I, I suspect that you're, well, I'm just going to let you in. Okay. So, so I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it. And I didn't even put it on my piece of paper of questions. How do you feel about pink guns and pink rods and reels? Tell the truth. Well, okay. First, I'm going to start it by saying to each his own or her own. Okay. If that's what they want to use. I know where you're going then. Keep going. Keep going. Yes. For me, I don't, I'm not hunting anywhere that, you know, there's pink foliage. And the (laughs) the only thing pink that I ever see is a sunrise. Yeah, really. Isn't that the truth? And I don't dislike the color pink. I mean, I I like pink. But um, when it comes to my hunting gear, I'm very traditional. So You're a hunter. That's why. Right. And my shotgun, I don't even use a camo shotgun. My shotgun is wood and blued. Yeah. Same. I mean, I, I don't... Um, I don't need to have anything that makes me feel pretty out there, although my gun is very pretty. Back but when... um, <laughs> I'm out there to enjoy the hunt. Well, exactly. And that's, I think, that's the thing early on. I, I've been covering women in the outdoors since it was first spoken. And early on, the industry, I think, thought that they had to make things pink to attract women. Now, the the good that's come from this is we've evolved from that and now you can get jackets and waders and all these things that are built for a woman's build rather than just having to get by small and extra small. Which I totally love. Oh, I am gosh, so yeah. appreciative of that because, yeah. I, I mean, I never really thought about it much. You know, you just threw on the, the men's cut clothing mm-hmm. and you didn't really think about it too much until you have the women's cut available yeah. to you. And it doesn't seem like it would be that big of a deal, but... It's a big deal, yeah, it and is. It, it's so much more comfortable out there, and so much easier to to maneuver around and not have you know all this big bulky stuff. When you're trying to shoulder a gun and you've got this big bulk, oh. bulky jacket in the way, mm-hmm. it, it's, it interferes with your hunt. So now having clothing that's actually cut to fit is amazing. So you you've had a chance to do a lot of hunting and fishing. You got I do. A, you got a favorite trip of all time that you've had? Of all time. Yeah. Wow. What's, what's the one that sticks out for you, fishing or hunting? Um, honestly, one of the ones that, that sticks out for me the most, and this is 100% selfish, but so um, I'm running my own dog now, which is something that oh, I had never yeah. done before. And for me, having him on the hunt with me just completely makes the hunt. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've 
I've gone on hunts where I'm not even shooting. I'm just running the dog. Sure. And, it, and it's a joy to see him doing what he's bred to do. So one of my favorite hunts, it was actually a, an 11-day trip that we took to Louisiana and Arkansas. And it was his first real hunting season. And um, we got to hunt with great, great friends that we have in Louisiana, um, Chris Mesh, Brent Sawyer. We have some, some wonderful people over there who we hang out with quite a bit. We're actually heading over there in a um, few days. But, um, and then we left from there and went to Arkansas, and he got to do his first flooded timber hunt. And it was my first flooded timber hunt, oh, too, wow. in yeah. Arkansas. I oh, mean, cool. it doesn't get a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my dad was there and my husband, my, my husband's dad. I mean, it was just it was a great few days of just getting away and, and getting to have some fun hunts and see my dog work. And it was, it was amazing. And that's something that I, I don't, I will never forget. Yeah. That's good stuff. When you can take your own dog out there. I had, I did 14 years as a waterfowl guide and, and without the dog that I had, man, it just wouldn't have been the same. What's, oh what, yeah. Let's, um, let's go back to the, the women's thing because I'm almost, I don't want to be out of time before I get a chance to ask sure. this question. So there's a lot of, Young woman, any age woman, really, who's about to go on her first ever hunting trip, going to be in a deer camp for three, four days. What's your advice? Um, put on your thick skin. <laughs> <laughs> the The hunt is about so much more than just going out for the hunt. It, it's the camp atmosphere and getting to spend time with people who you, you love and appreciate and um, just don't lose sight of that and be willing to learn everything that you can. I mean, we're, we just started waterfowling a few years ago. And, you know, you just have to, even if you know a lot about hunting, you don't know a lot about every kind of hunting. Nobody sure. knows about every kind of hunting. Exactly right. And um, so, no, you know, just be willing to kind of sit back and, and learn and, you know, join in where you can. Don't be afraid to embarrass yourself. Like, I'm not a great duck caller yet. I'm working sure. on it, but don't be afraid to try those things and don't be afraid of, of that you're going to embarrass yourself because everybody had to be new at it at some point and being a woman doesn't, it's no different than a man being new at it, you know, sure. you're just going to have to put yourself out there and, um, and, and learn. And that's part of the joy of it because when you do master it, it's, it feels fantastic. Yeah. I think that the thing that, that rings out to me when you said you have to be thick skinned, I would hope and agree with me or not, but I would hope that most places that you've been, most hunting camps that you've been in, most hunting trips you've been on, most of the guys were fine, but there's just always that one in there. Um, honestly, in sense. the hunting camps that we, where we go, um, we're it's all good in it. Well, we're pretty blessed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a very thick skin too, but I mean, we're, we, have been we've had some great people out there with us and they don't they treat me just like one of the guys which is what i want that's what i prefer but you know there are people outside of the camp on you know thank you social media that's something else i wanted to ask you about are you getting (laughs) are you getting negative feedback from these knuckleheads um you know i actually am pretty lucky with that there have been a few people who have given me a a hard time but not to my face um behind Mm -hmm. my back and you know people sent me screenshots and things but i will tell you uh, Sandy Justice told me, uh, John Justice's wife, right. she's like, you know what? It's nobody else's business. Or it's no, not your business what anybody else thinks of you. And yeah. that is 100% right. I don't, you know, I can't make everybody happy, and that's not my job to make it, everybody happy. Isn't that I, the truth? And I'm so glad <laughs> that you've already figured that out and you're not worried about it. And 
you're just out there doing what you do on YouTube, huh? How many how many um, episodes you got in there? Um, I think there's 30-something in wow. there, and we have a lot of other ones that we we still have to get edited. But, I mean, we work regular jobs, and that's just something that we do because we enjoy it, and it's that's fun. Funny. And, you know, we're lucky to have some funny people. We actually just did a hunt in Texas uh, last month. My phone and- didn't ring. I didn't know you then. Call me next, next time. Next time we go, it will, though. Yeah, please. I know. Joe Joe Briscoe was giving me a hard time that his <laughs> phone didn't ring, too. Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we we actually took our friends from Louisiana over there and uh, went out with foul cutters, Lynn Vaughn, and uh, we had a blast. I'm I mean, sure. it was just an absolute great time. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's what it's all about, just going out and, and enjoying yourself and spending time with with the people that you love and but they're also hilarious so when that video is yeah, done it helps. it's going to be great sure. <laughs> Tanisha Larson thank you so much it's been a pleasure sure absolutely anytime all right we'll see you thanks Bye-bye. Doug uh-huh okay thank you Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Denisha Larson YouTube go to YouTube and just d-e-n-e-s-h-i-a natural addiction on the YouTube there on on YouTube, not the YouTube. God, I sound like an old man. That was just a slip of the tongue. It wasn't intentional. Shipley Donuts. That's an intentional move you can make this morning. Go get yourself something delicious. Something a little delicious, huh? Five dozen selections, each as good as the others. They're all over town, too. All over Texas, across the south, all the way up through Colorado now. It's incredible how they continue to grow. Well, it, not really so con- incredible when you stop and think about what a good product they're putting out. I've been eating these things since I was a kid. Back there in Sharpstown. Go to the store on Bissonette across from the baseball fields most every Saturday morning with my parents. My parents, my sister, and me. I was two chocolate iced, one cinnamon twist, and chocolate milk to wash it all down. What were you? And if you can't answer that question, if there is no answer to that question, then you can start your own tradition of Shipley Donuts and Kolaches with your own family. Start it now. Give them some great memories. What we just sit there and talk. We'd sit there and talk and eat donuts and, and really just some of the best memories I had from childhood. Stop by Shipley's anytime. So on the way to everywhere, get yourself a cup of that great coffee and a couple of dozen of your favorite donuts from Shipley. We'll break and be back. This is Sports Talk 790, the Houston sports fan on air and on Facebook. Make contact. Back to the Doug Pike Show. Hey, 21 on Sports Talk 790, the Doug Pike Show. Thank you for listening. I want to go over a couple of emails here. About We'll go back to uh, hogs, if I might. I got something from uh, my buddy Scott Null, who's listening down probably somewhere in South Texas. I'm sure he's having a blast. I'm sure of that. Scott weighs in and says, you know how much hog hunting I've done? I've walked and stalked hundreds of miles through their living rooms, day and night. I often stalk on pitch dark nights with no lights on and rely on my night vision scope once I've heard them. Killed many and wounded a few without a single incident that I would term aggressive. So just understand, as as I would agree, frankly, unless they feel threatened, 
uh, you're probably going to be okay. They don't want to mess with you. Say Rick Bice weighs in. You're right. If they're at a distance, they'll run. When you get in trouble is when they feel cornered or close or close distance surprised. Or maybe if you walk between a mom and her piglets, um, he writes in, you've seen my pictures when I walked up on some in a thicket. Yeah, he did get attacked. And got his forearms torn up pretty bad. Um, and it, it, clearly it could have been worse. It was worse for that woman who was killed by wild hogs in her driveway, no less. Um, but those those hogs that got hold of Rick probably felt cornered. Didn't think they, he was in some really thick stuff. And they, like he, probably didn't see a way out except through him. And once they were done getting through him, they just kept on going. So, yeah, hogs uh, uh, far more a threat to property than to life and limb. But I still wouldn't want to poke one unarmed. I wouldn't want to be that close. Uh, Scott makes good points about all the the walking and stalking and shooting and and chasing wounded pigs and all that he's done without incident. Um, But he's pretty good at what he does, and he's – Better than most, certainly, at avoiding trouble from the get-go. Of just there's an if you if you hunt anything long enough, well, especially hogs. Let's just talk about hogs because they're about all we got here, except short of mountain lions and and wolves and coyotes to some lesser degree uh, that'll turn around and come at you and, and just try to mess with you while you mess with them. But for the hogs, let's say. Uh, after you've hunted them long enough, you you have this inherent, built-in um, kind of a radar and sonar that let you know when you're taking good steps and when you're taking questionable steps, and it's it's a, a reflex. It's a, just a something you you don't go where you shouldn't go. You don't do what you shouldn't do because you've already encountered a similar situation, and you kind of dance around it when you're going to get in trouble is when you're brand new or kind of new to hog hunting let's say and you're not really sure what to do and you might make a mistake i've seen that happen a lot of times i saw it happen a lot of times i was i was more fearful not as a guide back in the day i was more fearful of somebody who'd been hunting a few times than somebody who'd never been. Somebody who's never been hunting and finds themselves immersed in a waterfowl hunt is going to be scared to death to make a mistake. And so they're going to err on the side of caution almost every time. Almost every time. If they've been told, look, you don't load your gun until we get in the field. You don't ever point it anywhere but straight out of the spread. You don't shoot until I say take them you don't do this you don't you don't take the gun off safety until I say take them and the guns are going up they follow the rules it's the guy who's been a few times the guy who's seen a little bit of how it works and doesn't want to be seen anymore as a rookie he wants to fit in so bad that he's doing things that he thinks are what the other guy, the the most experienced hunters are doing, but they're doing things differently than what he's doing. And he 
is skipping safety steps. He might be the one who forgets to put his safety back on when he puts his gun down. When I picked up a shotgun after years of guiding, and to this day, when I pick it up to shoot, I don't take the safety off. And this is being left-handed shooting right-handed guns, too. I've got to reach my index finger all the way around to the other side of the trigger guard and tap that safety back from right to left across the gun. And as soon as I'm done shooting, I don't, I don't do that until I'm raising the gun on the target. When I'm finished shooting, I use my thumb or my finger or whatever. As the gun's coming down, I'm already putting it back on safety. That's just, it's just in me. It's just, it's part of my DNA now. I don't even, it's, I don't give it a second thought. It's just, that's how it's going to be. And that's, that's the little things that the, the kind of the middle, the, the um, somewhere between beginner and intermediate, the skier who probably still needs to be on the green slopes but tackles a few blue ones, that's the ones who scare me. 713-212-5790. And the same with, with hog hunting. If you're out there trying to be one of the guys and you go crawling into the brush because you've seen somebody crawl into brush before, where you know there's pigs, you might get hurt. But if you study the person who knows what they're doing and see how they do it a hundred or so times, then you can probably get in there without getting hurt too. <laughs> Dennis weighs in. Is that what you're supposed to do? I spent my years doing things I shouldn't have done. All legal, of course. Yeah, I'm not talking about doing anything illegal. Certainly not. Oh, this is... Fun. Yeah, I'm going to get in touch with Denisha next time she comes through Texas. Maybe we'll go out and share some time in a duck blind or on a boat somewhere. 713-212-5790. Email me, dougpike at iheartmedia.com. All this talk about wild hogs. Nobody watches Old Yeller anymore? Tell me you don't cry, says Carl. Carl and Colleen are going to go bass fishing this afternoon. And if it wasn't for pentatonics tonight and a wonderful Christmas party hosted by some good friends of ours, I might just join them. They're on some good. Uh, they're on some. They're on some good water, I think. John, what's up, real quick, man? See if we can do this oh, before just, the break. Um, the thing with the woman being killed by the hog. Yeah, you know, it's, it just drives me nuts. It's kind of like the somebody bitten, getting bit by on a toe by a six-inch. You know, oh yeah, copperhead shark. No, oh, yeah, no, a shark. A, a shark. Yeah. There and, you know, all of a sudden everybody's scared to death about. You know, people have probably been mauled by a chihuahua. It doesn't mean you run around being scared of chihuahuas anymore. That's true. Um, like the guy that you cited had been in the woods hunting pigs thousands of times. You know, if you tried, you couldn't get. A, it's hard to get a hog to to. To, to uh, charge you. If yeah, I think in, it would be hard. It's a fair statement that it would be hard to corner a hog. Yes. You know? Yes. If you have, I, I, I trap them a lot. I shoot them a lot because I got a problem with my property. But, oh, my gosh. You know, if you have them trapped in a, in a big circle pen, and it takes a while. They're they're banging the other side trying to get out, running, banging headlong oh, yeah. straight into it. And after they figure out they can't, then they'll they'll – false charge you a few times yeah, bow up on you sure. and, and then they finally charge you into the i mean it is it would be hard 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 
to get him to charge you. So what happened with this woman? I'm not real sure. I don't know if she found an injured one and wanted to go try to help her. I'm trying to figure it out myself, John, to be honest with you. I'm trying to figure out how she got herself in that situation because their natural instinct is to flee. Oh, oh yeah, and, and then some. There is not a more skittish animal when yeah. it comes to people than, than feral hogs because they're Good so point. smart. Mm-hmm. They know people means trouble for them. Yeah, that's and, true. Um, you know, um, everybody afraid to walk in the woods now or your gentleman that calls and say, I came across some, some hogs. What do I do? Yeah. Just keep Just walking. Keep walking. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> you know, they're, okay. they're going to wind you real quick, and they're going to be in another zip code. Well, you know? just, just um, make some noise. If you see them or hear them ahead of you, just start making some noise. They're not going to come yeah. turn and run to you. No. No, yeah, they are not. <laughs> so right, anyway, well, thank, just, yeah, i got to take this I'm break tired. at the get, bottom. But... Get people not scared about this stuff. Good point. Yeah, that's the same yeah. with the snakes. I think the snakes are a good a good example as well. The snakes but... and the shark bite and the sharks, surf and all yeah. those things, you know. True so, enough. If, anyway. the, if people only knew how many sharks there were swimming in that surf. Hmm. Right, and the biggest, <laughs> the biggest fear they, the biggest risk they took is not going to the beach and getting in the water. It's getting in the car to go to the beach. Very good point. Thank you, John. <laughs> See ya. See you, buddy. Adios. Yeah, he makes very good points. There's all kinds of stuff out there that could get you, uh, but the car ride usually the most dangerous part of any outdoors trip. Just trying to get from point A to point B so you can go have some fun outdoors. Federal Maintenance Services is a company that's owned and operated by a former Navy man, uh, Tim Garcia. And he will help you keep that business of yours running properly without having to take your employees off of what they're supposed to be doing, what you hired them for. You want to take somebody out of what they're supposed to be doing to go do electrical work, to go change light bulbs, to go paint a fence, to pressure wash something, to do anything but what they're supposed to be doing. Federal Maintenance Services will come to your business today, tomorrow, every week, every other week, whatever you desire, and will do the maintenance work that you need done so that you and your people can focus on business and nothing but business. Been doing it a long time. Federal Maintenance Services on the trucks, it says so, where a handshake still means something. If Tim Garcia and these people tell you something's going to get done, by gosh, it'll get done. FMSTEX.com. FMSTEX.com. We are Sports Talk 790. Houston Sports, where you go with an iHeartRadio. Now, now, get more, Doug. Man, I was just telling Joe. 830. Hold on. 838 right there. I was telling Joe, I went and got some water. And I, when I'm drinking water in here, I don't want it cold and I don't want it too hot. I'm like Little Red Riding Hood or not, who, who was it? Oh, Goldilocks. That's who it is. Not too hot, not too cold. So I pour half hot water out of the coffee machine and then half, I guess it's about lukewarm or room temp water out of this water machine we have on the other side of the kitchen. So I got my hot water. And I put the cup under the other side, and as the cool water jumped into the cup, it threw a a full drop of hot water back out onto my hand. And so help me, there is a visible red mark where that, that hot water hit my hand. Oh, my gosh. 
A little miniature scalding going on there. 713-212-5790. Email me, dougpike at iheartmedia.com. Denisha and I had a little email exchange a minute ago. I'll tell you what was in there in just a second. Let me go talk to Rick first here. What's up, man? Hey, Doug, can you hear me okay? Ah, We hear you great, man. Thank you. Okay, good. Hey, a couple of things, hogs and golf. My my experience and suggestion to somebody when you're in the woods and there's hogs in the area mm-hmm. and you see them or they're in close proximity, you have two objectives at that point. One is you want to get something between you and them. Okay. Okay. A tree, whatever, sure. something that you could use as a block. And if things escalate and it becomes more imminent that they're coming for you, your only objection at that point, objective, is to stay on your feet. Yeah, that's a good point. You do not want to get down and fall or get mm-hmm. knocked down, and now you're face-to-face with them. And yeah, that's, they'll, that's a you'll never win scenario. that battle. Yeah, you won't win that. You're not going to win that battle. That was kind of my case. So my mm-hmm. objective then was to stay on my feet, but I managed to get knocked off mine. Uh, yeah. The other thing, real quick on the golf thing, you were talking about Kurt Byram, who I know, in fact, I played in a pro-am with him once. I don't play as much as I used to, and I shouldn't admit how much I used to play. <laughs> but... I had a, a real estate finance client that was coming out of Dallas, and we met at Stiperswood. Yeah, great place. And I'd never met the guy. I knew he was had a little bit of an NBA career. He was young. He played at a major college on the West Coast. So we're on the tee box. The starter is starting to dance on us a little bit. And this guy calls me and says, hey, I'm pulling in. I left my clubs at home. Go in and rent me a set of clubs. Oh, my gosh. And I'm going to go in and buy me some golf shoes. Oh, wow. So we're standing (laughs) there. He goes in. I go get him a set of nice, tideless clubs. Sure, he's ready to go. He goes in, buys him some shoes, walks up. I've never met him before. He's about six, seven, uh, skinny as a telephone pole. And he was adamant to look at a scorecard, and we – for whatever reason, yeah. that day we had a really good pin sheet. Yeah, okay, good. And so he's standing there in a white dress shirt, Rosen sleeps up, pulls his shirt tail out, and he takes his driver and his three wood and his five wood out of the bag and says, I'm going to work on my irons today. Oh, gosh. And we made the loop from the middle tees, and the guy shot a legitimate 68. <laughs> Mercy. Yeah, there's some people was like a that. Basketball player. <laughs> some, well, yeah, yeah a good athlete's anyway, a good athlete, just, you know. Wow. Your, your story with Tom reminded me of that. But my suggestion on the hog thing is is a real, I mean, real serious about that because they can't hurt you. They can rip your guts out if you get on the ground. Good point. Thank you, Rick. Appreciate it, man. See you, buddy. All right. Adios. Take Safe care. travels. Yeah. He's driving somewhere today. You can count on that. 713. 713- 212-5790. Email me, dougpike at iheartmedia.com. According to a study, the average moment when we finally hit our limit with family that's in for Christmas, 2.13 p.m. on December 26th. You got a half a day. You got, you got, you got until tomorrow afternoon, then you got to go. Merry Christmas, everybody. Do you think that's about right? Does that sound... 
It's hard for me to say. Do you I have people come in from out of town? Yeah, my family comes okay. in from Chicago, so I don't really see them well, it's that much. It's hard for you to say to make sure that because they might be listening. They'll be here Sunday, so they're oh, not okay. listening right now, but they'll be here Sunday and they'll be gone by the following Sunday. So I just got to, okay. you know, seven days. I think I can handle it. Yeah, well, yeah, it's your family. What if it were your in-laws? Uh, we're we're still getting to know each other. <laughs> we're, we're not married yet. That's pretty so. diplomatic. Well, we got like yeah. thirty. Actually, I'm like under thirty days till they'll be my in-laws. Oh, okay. now, so it's you. coming up fast. Yeah, you better get to know them. All right, man. We got to take a little break here. One more time. Finally, get a little relief uh, from some of that cold, yucky stuff. Brr, it's getting a little bit nicer outside. Go play some golf today. Overcast. That's like a blanket. It's like a cozy blanket going to be cool not cold you're not going to burst out into a sweat pile which we often do in the summer around here go up to black horse golf club go tee it up go see for yourself they're on 290 on fry road i always say that they're on fry road just a few like two miles south of 290 it's very easy to get to if you're coming out from the west side you can go straight up fry road actually it's a lot easier just enjoy the drive up there when you get to black horse what you're going to see is two outstanding golf courses Got a nice teaching staff down at the other end of the range. Knock the rust off that game of yours. I played a half a dozen tournaments up there this fall and enjoyed going up every time. I played both courses more than once. And, you know, sometimes I scored better than others, but we always, always had a good time. Whether it's just you and a buddy wanting to, you know, just looking outside going, holy cow, this is a pretty good day for some golf. We're not going to the mall, that's for sure. Or you've got 200 people need to raise a bunch of money for charity, Black Horse, can take care of you, and they'll take care of you quite well. To find out more, go to blackhorsegolfclub.com. You could actually go there and set up a tee time for today if you want to. Blackhorsegolfclub.com. We're breaking be back. This is Sports Talk 790. Breaking sports news on Facebook 24-7. We'll get that information to them. This is the Doug Pike Show. Wow! Hey, 50 on Sports Talk 790, the Doug Pike Show. Thanks for listening. Hey, Joe, remember earlier in the program when it was 19 degrees all the way up in the top of the panhandle? I do. It's 18 degrees now at Hemp Hill. It dropped? It dropped, man. Day started. It's clear as a bell up there. This is, and these these are the fronts that come rolling our way, man. Now, I don't know. I haven't even looked at the long-term forecast. I guess I should at some point today. But 18 degrees, I'm so glad I don't live up that far north. I really am. And that's still, that's in Texas, man. Of course, the top of Texas is about halfway up the country. I don't miss living in the Midwest during the winter. Oh, my God. It is just so different. Nothing to stop the wind but a barbed wire fence, man. I'm looking, you know what? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Christmas Day, partly cloudy. This is a Houston Christmas right here. Partly cloudy, 74 degrees. Yeehaw, I can't wait, man. That's going to be awesome. What's up, David? Yeah, Doug, I heard that a little bit a little bit different spin. You were talking about how long we can tolerate our family on the holidays. <laughs> okay. I heard I heard the average is three hours. Wow. Three hours, we're ready to get back in the car and head back home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I got you. I'm with you. Go ahead, man. But anyway, what I what I really called about, I sent you a picture of that hog that I uh, got this week, yeah, and I wanted to uh, I wanted to kind of tie it to a topic I've never heard you talk about. Okay. That particular hog is a hog that the landowner has been after for some time, and uh, 
I was very glad to get it for that reason. He's a rancher, and uh, he claims, and I don't doubt it, that a hog that large uh, will attack and and kill and eat newborn calves. I could see that. They're omnivores. They'll eat anything they can catch, and a calf might be something that they could catch, and a cow I don't think would be. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Any match for a hog that big. That, this pig we're talking about, it's huge. How much did it weigh? Oh, man, I, I don't know, Doug, because I couldn't get it out of the woods. It well, ran back point. in the brush. Yeah. I was able to find it, but, I mean, it yeah, would have taken big. three of us to get it out of there. So I just yeah. left it for the coyote. Yeah, it looked like a pretty large animal. It really did. And not oh, one cow. that you would, would would eat very well anyway. No. Oh, uh, certainly not, no. But the topic I thought you could almost write an article about is landowner relationships between you know a lot of a lot of hunters lease land and i've heard horror story after horror story about landowner relationships and uh hunters not being very favorable mm-hmm. and i've often thought if, if you treat your landowner right you will never have a n- never need a, a place to, or need to find a place to hunt i mean yeah. it's almost like landowners will will recommend you to other landowners yeah 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 you uh, know you know when it goes sour Unfor- when it goes sour is when that landowner passes away and his three kids are trying to split up the ranch yeah. and don't know what to do with it. Yeah. That's what yeah. happens. But I, Again, I think you could almost write yeah. a whole book on just sure. – uh, I know an article on how to maintain good landowner relationships and how, and how to send one south fast if you're you not know, careful. I actually – I owe Texas Fishing Game a column right now, and I just made a note for that, and I think I may do that for, for this coming – this will be like February or March or something like that. Something crazy down the road. Actually, maybe January even. No, it couldn't be for January. It's got to be for February. If not, I'm really, really late. But, yeah, that's a good topic. Thank you, David. I appreciate it, man. All right. Thank you, David. Yes, Always sir. enjoy your show. Thank you. Bye-bye. <sighs> yeah. Landowner relations. We went Back when I was a waterfowl guy, and I go back to that because there were a lot of landowners that we had to work with back then. And you take care of them. You, you make sure that you point out to them things that you see as you move around their property that need to be addressed somehow. Uh, things that concern you will almost certainly be of a concern to them. And you can't just drive around that ranch thinking that they saw the same thing you saw today because they've got other things to do on other parts of the ranch from time to time and might not know that a fence needs mending or all the better instead of just rolling up and saying, Hey, you need to mend that fence. Say, Hey, you give me the tools. You give me the wire. I'll go out there and and fix that fence for you real quick. If you can, if you can, if you can save a landowner, some work, a farmer or a guy who owns a ranch, if you can save him and his crew some work somehow, that goes a long ways toward you getting back on that lease next year. Uh, something very simple that's used a lot way up north. The um, 
In fact, when I was up in Canada, Canada is a lot different from here. And you can't post your land up there. It's it's all, you know, if, if somebody wants to hunt on your land, all they need is your permission to hunt. You can't pay somebody to hunt on their land, nor can they charge you to hunt on their land. So the exchange of money for hunting privileges is not there. But that doesn't mean that you can't give that farmer's wife a gift. You can't bring her flowers. You Well, you can, what I'm saying. Yeah, you show up with something nice for that guy's family. Uh, maybe you notice that the the kid's bicycle looks all beat up or something, and you can, you've got a bicycle at the house that your son or daughter's grown out of, and that farmer's son or daughter is just about the size where your kid started riding that bike. Drop it off up there. Do something. The low-hanging fruit, Dennis just weighs in by email. The low-hanging fruit is littering and trash. Don't trash the place, Dennis writes, and it clearly it's a good idea. And pick up other people's trash. That's something a lot of us still have a hard time doing. <clears throat> Look, somebody threw something out. I'm, I'm walking right over it. Somebody dropped a piece of trash, and I'm just going to walk over it? No. Now, the one thing that I am a little careful about, it depends on where this trash is and what it is. Because I don't want to catch a cold. I don't want to catch the flu. I don't want to get a throat infection from picking up somebody's dirty, dirty Kleenex off the off the office floor or off the floor of a store. But if I'm out in the woods somewhere and I see an old tin can that was thrown out somewhere or clearly something that maybe a an old box or something like that that fell out of a, a ranch truck, pick it up. Take it back. And as Dennis points out, fix a problem when you see it. Now, that's something, uh, there'd be an asterisk by there because there may be reasons for uh, a piece of fence to be down. If it looks like it was downed, taken down deliberately, then you might check with your, um, you might check with that landowner to make sure one way or the other. All right, Joe says break, I'll break. Top of the hour right here. One more time for Belleville Meat Market out there, about 15 minutes north of Sealy, 15 minutes south of Hempstead on Highway 36. Very easy to get to on a beautiful day like this for driving. No harsh glare in your face. Uh, you get out of town. You get away from all that crazy, maniacal stuff around the malls. Just take the family out there and, and buy yourself a holiday gift. Get yourself a big old box of meat products from Belleville Meat Market. Bring them home and cook them up over the next couple of weeks. Wow your family. All these people coming in town for Christmas, make sure they get a little something from Belleville Meat Market. Take the drive out there. Enjoy the, enjoy the beautiful weather we're going to have for the next few days. Belleville Meat Market's about 15 minutes north of Sealy, 15 minutes south of Hempstead, like I just said. Right there on Highway 36. Very easy to find. Once you get in the meat market proper, you'll find all that beef, chicken, and pork. You'll find two dozen-plus flavors of premium sausage, the cheeses, the spices, the delicious handmade tamales, the appetizers. It's all there. The processing building across the street will be bustling today, to borrow a good old holiday word. There'll be all kinds of people bringing in deer and hogs and exotic animals to be processed and moved through that processing building. That's all that building does this time of year. 
If you're still panicking and don't know what to get somebody for a gift, grab them up a Belleville Meat Market gift basket and have it rushed right to their door to be delivered fresh and ready to eat or throw back in the freezer. BellevilleMeatMarket.com. That's the website. Check it out there. BellevilleMeatMarket.com. We'll break and be back. This is the Doug Pike Show. Brought to you by Stubbs Cycles. Still rolling strong after 50 years. And by Fishing Tackle Unlimited and Shimano. The best fishing partners you can have. Now, here's Doug Pike. 903 on Sports Talk 790, the Doug Pike Show. Thank you for listening. Certainly do appreciate it. Got a guy on the phone right now that I want to get on the line with us. Hold on one second. There's what I'm looking for right there. And here's what I'm looking for right here. Glenn Childers. What's going on, man? Glenn! Hey, how you doing, there you Doug? Are. I'm great, man. I am. So, next available tea time at Memorial Park, what, about March? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Golly, it's hard to get on that track. Few, few hundred trying to get on. <laughs> man, oh man, talk about let, before we yeah. get into the golf course itself. Talk about that. You've got uh, there's a, a really high demand right now, and you're not putting as many people on mm-hmm. the golf course. So how how does it work right now to be able to go play? Yeah, right now, you know, we used to do a lottery, and we right. right now we're doing it just as a straight race for time. So at 6 a.m., three days out, um, it opens up, and, you know, by 6, by 6.02, 6.03, the oh, whole day's gone. You know, it's cow. just, yeah, there's a lot of people getting on there and grabbing them. And so, you know, it's the same number of people that were in the lottery, they just, you know, now they, you know, during the lottery and they weren't getting times, so they thought, well, just they didn't get it, but. Now they're getting on there, you know, at seven o'clock in the morning, and it's you know the earliest times four o'clock type deal. So wow, you know, it's just the same number of people trying to play, but just a different way of trying to get yeah. the times right and, now. So and it, a it quick appears note, that it's different, but it's not. Yeah, a quick note: um, you're operating now on a little wider tee time, so people have a chance to actually get a look at the course and maybe try to study it or just enjoy it as they go around. Yeah, we you know we we've always had ten minute tea times, but oh, what okay. we always had as a policy was with all the walk ups that we did, oh, yeah. we would uh, we would put a group together at least one an hour and push them in there. So like you were saying earlier, it's turned into eight minute times, and so yeah. you know we would and we also we we used to get you know thirty forty people off, maybe not quite that many at times, but we'd get a lot of people off early early in the morning before the tea times even started. Oh wow! So you know that would that would put a lot more people out there also. And we're, mm-hmm. we're not starting until that very first tea time now. So I got you, you know, that's, that's kind of where we're, we're, we're controlling plays. It's not, not nearly as many walk-ups being able to get on. Fair enough. Glenn Childers from Memorial park here on the Doug Pike show. Mm-hmm. So other than the old putting green, Glenn, is there anything out there beyond the pro shop that's going to look the same when people walk up? <laughs> well, actually number one tea looks about the same as it was. Okay. That's okay though. <laughs> and, and 10, and, yeah, and that's, number one T hadn't changed that much, um, and then and then everything else is pretty brand new. You yeah. know, he, he he moved. There's eight greens that were moved one way or the other. You know, the whole you know all fairways were changed for you know water flow and drainage right. and and all the greens are you know brand new and different. So it's a brand new golf course. I mean, they just you know they started with a blank canvas and and redid it. 
Yeah, the the drainage is um, something that's so so modern now and so sophisticated, so scientific. It's hard for me. Every now and then, I'll still find somebody who gets on a green and, and is trying to figure out which way a putt's going to break, and they just go, "Well, it has to break toward the water over there." Well, no, it doesn't not anymore. They could put a pipe under a green and make it drain anywhere they want to. Exactly, and and the way that um, Tom Dope designs his his greens, if you look at his history, you know he's done courses in Bandon Dunes and mm-hmm. done stuff in New Zealand and Australia, and and he really likes kind of the the to have a lot of roll offs on the edges of the greens. Oh yeah, um, he'll slope a lot. A lot of the greens are sloped from front to back, actually. So Ooh. you know it, it it plays a little little different. It's, it's it's really a lot of fun, and that you know you get the kind of shape shots in the. Number uh, number four green is is if you remember number five used to have the the sh- where you'd hit through the chute yeah yeah trees yeah. you know real tight off that tee mm-hmm. and open up well what he did is he took the fourth green and kind of dropped it down to where number five tee box used to be oh wow. and then he's cleared out this huge ravine to the front nine that is really awesome looking and really deep it's amazing and and moved that tee over across that ravine uh, from where it was so oh boy yeah number number four probably is my favorite hole right now um probably the most talked about hole is number two because number two you'd play number one and then the tee box for number two would be kind of to the left of yeah number one yeah yeah where'd it go and then you had the and you, and you had the ditch to the left or the yeah. ravine to the left well, what he's done is he, by clearing out all that ravine, he's actually put number two green across the ravine. Oh, and wow. it's kind of where number seven, so it's kind of towards number eight tee box, number yeah, seven, I'm the with old you. number seven green. Wow. And the tee is to the right of number one green. So everybody's really, oh. you know, really excited about that. Yeah, that's kind of cool. So it's really neat looking. One of the big changes yeah, out there uh, is that there are just yeah. so few bunkers now. What, less than, fewer than 20? Is that right? Right yeah, that. there's about 19 to 20. Yeah, yeah it's right at that number. And oh, okay. um, he, uh, you know, I, was, you know, one thing, you know, uh, Brooks Kepka was kind of the tour, you know, the, the tour player that right. kind of helped him with the design. And, you know, people are like, well, it must be a lot longer. And I'm like, well, actually, it's not over. You know, technically, it's not longer. Now, there's some, like, number 18, you remember, it wasn't real long. But right. Now it's 500 yards from the very back, oh, so it is cow. long. <laughs> you put that thing on, put the tee box on Memorial Drive, or what? Oh my gosh! Wow! It pretty, it's, it's all the way back to the lake. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's way back <laughs> you know, there. The, Holy cow! Yeah. And that's the, yeah, that's a big change. Number and then number eight, the par five used to be you yeah. know kind of a, a short par five that you right. could reach into. Well, that green now is down. What used to be number nine fairway, it's down that fairway. Oh now. my gosh! And, then the ninth, yeah, and the ninth hole now is a par three that was where those fairway bunkers used to be down the right side of that fairway. That's yeah. now the tee box for nine. So, oh, wow. yeah, it's really cool. Sounds good to me, man. I can't wait to get over there. I'm still, I haven't been able to get up at six o'clock and make a tee time. It's killing me. I don't, I don't like getting up too terribly <laughs> early in the morning unless I'm going hunting yeah. or fishing. And I, well, I, yeah. We'll make this happen. What sort of feedback are well, you getting when nobody you, nobody thinks you're listening? What are you hearing about the golf course in the pro shop and and just as you ride around? I it is it's it's strange in the sense that when you have that many people, you know, somebody's going to complain about a brand new hundred dollar bill. Oh yeah, and I have heard nothing negative. It's oh, wow. been amazing. It's wow. like everyone everyone loves it, and people are coming just over and over again to play it, and they just they're. They can't believe how much fun it is, and and it's not you know for your average golfers because 
it's not it's it's probably it might be easier from tee to green off you know than it was it might be a little bit more wide open but the greens are are very difficult and, mm-hmm. and but there's a little chipping area so it's not high rough around them it's now more of a bump and run type stuff where you can put it up the hills oh, wow. off the greens and so it takes a lot more imagination to play it right now and that's that I think people really like that. Yeah, I do. I like that already without even being over there and, and playing uh-huh. it yet. Yeah, I like the idea. I like the notion that I can be a little bit looser off the tee if I have to be, but still going to have to pay a penalty if I don't put the ball in the right place. Yeah, shot makers. And that's course, one so. thing that we're learning. Yeah, everybody's learning that, that if you miss in the wrong place, then, you know, you're probably not going to get it up and down. Yeah, you mentioned so, having to work the ball left and right. I think that's something that's right. right? Yeah, you mentioned having to work the ball left and right. So, and you're, you're saying do that intentionally. Is that right? Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. You, you intentionally have to <laughs> no, do it. Yeah, you know, well. like the, the number, uh, yeah, no, like number four green is kind okay. of down, kind of drops down a little bit. And so – with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If if it's playing firm or, or downwind, that like I played it the other day, I had had like 165 to the hole. But you know, being not that I'd played before, but being out there working on it and laying sod and all that, I I knew that you had to hit it probably 10 to 15 yards short of the green to get it there. Wow! And so it was fun hitting like a little nine iron and letting it bounce in there. It was really it it was fun to be able to get to hit shots like that. Yeah, we've got a brand new toy in town, so, don't we? That's really good, Glenn. I'm I'm excited about that. I really am. I'm going to get over there, and uh, I hope you can make a loop when I get a chance to make one with you. We'll go around there together. You can show me around. Uh, Keep me posted on those those fish, too. I was going to say, we also got to get you to check out the lake. It's uh, it's like three times bigger. (laughs) Holy cow. Oh, well, it won't take much to twist my arm to come do that, buddy. All right, Glenn. Yeah, hey, thank sure. you, man. For so sure. the bot what's the what's the website where they can go check those tea times? Yeah, they uh go to memorialparkgolf.com. Okay, that's easy and, enough. Memorialparkgolf.com's on there. Thing yeah, we got a lot of great PGA LPGA teachers. So if people are looking for lessons, they're looking for holiday gifts, they can go online and Everybody's got gift certificates they can buy online and all kinds of stuff. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you got that double decker yeah. Tee box on the range now. Is that up? We yet? do. It's 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 uh, it is up. It's it pretty much doubled the size of hitting bays that yeah. we have, and so we're 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 trying to make sure we don't. These guys, we have to watch people getting up on that upper deck and can hit it eight miles. That's amazing how <laughs> far these kids can hit it nowadays. God, so I know, man. We're trying not to hurt the tennis players right Ooh. now. <laughs> Hell, they just let them wear helmets. No. And just issue a helmet That's and racket right. and a ball when you play <laughs> tennis over there. All right, Glenn Childers, thank you a ton, <laughs> man. I really go. appreciate it, buddy. I'll see you, man. Uh-huh. Thank you, Doug. And yes, we'll sir. talk to you real soon. You bet. Bye-bye. All right, I'm going to have to get over there and play that course now. I think during the holidays I'm going to try and make a trip. I'll I'll get with him and see if we can't do that, and then I'll come back and give you a firsthand report, kind of like what I used to do at the newspaper many, many years ago, go out and review a brand-new golf course. 
Uh, I haven't gotten a chance to go over there yet. I really haven't, but I'll, I'll make that happen probably during the holidays. We're going to take a little break here on the way out. Award for my good friend at Braun Roofing, that's Skeeter Braun. He's been doing this more than 30 years. Think about that. Think of how long 30 years is to be in the same business. That's not easy to keep it going, but he has because he does things a little differently than most other roofing companies. One of the nicest things he does is give you a brand spanking new inspection every couple of years to make sure that roof of yours is still doing what it's supposed to do. Usually within 24 hours, he can have somebody out there to walk that roof, the entire roof, and make sure that there are no little problems because little problems neglected become very big problems. And that can cost you thousands and thousands of dollars. Small problems usually fixed for a very reasonable rate. And with Skeeter Braun, you, you know you're going to get the best rate and the best, well, the, the most honest estimate anyway to make sure that the job gets done right the first time and, and that roof of yours continues to last throughout its natural life expectancy. Residential, commercial, whatever kind of roof you've got up there over your head, Bronze has you covered. 281-480-9900 or go to bronzeroofing.com. That's bronzeroofing, B-R-A-U-N-S.com. We'll break and be back. Seven nine. This is Sports Talk 790. Houston Sports Online at sports790.com. Back. Back to the Doug Pike Show. Nine twenty one on Sports Talk seven nine at the Doug Pike Show. Thank you for listening. Certainly do appreciate it. As always, what'd you think of the Presidents Cup down there in Melbourne? The U.S. emerges victorious. It did okay. Um, both teams got where they wanted to be. I think after you know going into the singles matches, uh, and we ended up winning it because we had some. Well, we had better players, frankly. We've almost become a little bit too complacent, a little bit too lackadaisical about going into the President's Cup and thinking we're going to win it no matter what. Uh, that, that'll that come back and bite you in golf. Everybody knows that karma and golf are really good friends, and if you, start, if you ever start thinking golf is easy, golf will bite you in the backside squarely and cleanly. You got to be careful with that. 713 212 5790. Email me, Doug Pike at iHeartMedia.com. We can talk about that or we can talk uh, more about hogs and the damage they do in the news most recently because of that tragedy over on the east side where that woman, I think she was in her 50s, was killed by hogs. Um, who, that, not who, but that. For whatever reasons, decided to attack her and take her down. Uh, pretty rough, pretty rough, and something we all need to acknowledge. But not it shouldn't turn you overly fearful of going into the woods. They they're out there. They can hurt you. But just like the sharks in the Gulf of Mexico and in the oceans around the world, the overwhelming odds say that you're not going to have any problem with them. And I like to live with those odds. I like to take my chances in the woods. I'm not going to quit going to the woods, armed or not, just because there are hogs in those woods. I, too, have had many encounters with wild hogs. 
and genuinely not once, not even when I hopped out of a tree once and was cleaning a little mud out of the knock of an arrow. I was a very young bow hunter at the time and hopped out of this little tree I'd climbed up into just to get a better vantage point and sat there for a little while. Came down. I'm kind of leaning against the tree, picking the uh, picking a little bit of dirt out of the knocks of a couple of arrows in my quiver that had kind of tapped into the, the mud below my feet. And I hear this little like that. And I turn around and I'm 10 feet, literally, honestly, 10 feet, not 20 feet, not 10 yards, 10 feet from a sizable wild hog. If it wanted to attack me, it certainly could have. If it had decided to run, it could have. It was as curious as I was. I was in full camo and kind of in a ball. I didn't look like a human. And I telepathically told it if it would leave me alone, I would leave it alone. And then I I had no gun on me. All I had was my arrows, none of which was knocked, by the way. My arrows and a little Leatherman pocket tool sheathed on my belt. No help there either. If that hog had wanted me, he could have had me. So I sent this telepathic message to it and said, look, you leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. And it understood, apparently, and just turned around and walked away. Never to be seen again. What's up, Jim? Hey, good morning. morning. Um, in, in regards to the hogs, I, I have, I've shot them before, but I've never had one processed. And I've heard all kinds of stories about, you know, oh, they taste terrible, don't do this. You know, the big ones are terrible. What is the optimum size to have one processed to where it doesn't have that bore taste to it? I would, my favorite size is probably between about 50 and 75 pounds. I know people who like them up to 100 pounds or so. But once they're over 100 pounds on the hoof and curly tail, it, um, I think they can start to get a little gamey. And a lot, lot has to do with preparation, too. If you're taking that meat out to someplace like Belleville where they can do a little something special with it, maybe season it up for you, you can probably still get some good sausage out of a heavier pig. But if you're going to put the whole thing on a spit and turn it around for a few hours, you might want a smaller one. Well, we hunt in Junction, and yeah. uh, the Lano, Lano River runs through part of our lease, and uh, we haven't seen nice. any hogs until this year. And uh, they're, you know, everybody wants to hog hunt and wants to go out hunting for them and stuff like that. Which, and it brings up another point, too, about the, you were talking about leases a minute ago um, and taking care of the landowner and that sort of thing. When we got this lease in 2015, uh, the house, we got a five-bedroom house that was built in, like, the 20s. And we took uh, three trailer loads of garbage out of this thing. And wow. we made it a home, not just a cabin. But yeah. we have now made it a home. It's, it's, it, we've really fixed it up. Nice. Now, our rancher, unfortunately, bless his heart, is in hospice. Oh, boy. Yeah. And, uh, and here comes the grandkids. And so... All the improvements that we made, um, we're holding our breath after the first of the year. I mean, you know, we've taken care of him. Uh, I've helped him uh, run cattle. I've helped him run goats. But now here comes the payback is that the grandkids don't care anything about what we did. And we're fearful that we may lose the lease and they just suck it up. But even though we've taken care of the landowner, that's just one of the dangers of having a lease you know you have to go know that going into it that there's there's nothing guaranteed 
Yeah, no doubt. That that's exactly right. That, I talked about that earlier. The the biggest problem with hanging on to a lease is if the landowner passes away and you got two or three kids trying to split it up. And the, the odds of you getting back yep. on there once their attorneys get hold of of them are, are pretty slim. Thank you, man. Yep. I appreciate the call, Jim. Thank you. Yes, sir. Bye now. Thanks for listening too, by the way. Why does that button not want to push? Hold on a minute. There it goes. Fun. Boy, you have to hit it with a hammer. What's up, Danny? How are you, Doug? I'm great, man. Oh, good. I heard you, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, talking about uh, top water this morning. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to, yeah, and you know how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to, yeah, I just wanted to pass on a trick. I, I don't know if everybody knows this or not. I think you probably have done it. When I top water fish uh, fresh water, let's say I'm using a Zara Spook, mm-hmm. I'll take about a foot of mono and tie a, uh, a crappie jig on the end of it, okay. or a or a, uh, a medium sized minnow looking trout fly. Oh, okay? okay, yeah. And and as that as that, as that Zara Spook is working, because you work it pretty continuously, that that uh, crappie jig. Or minnow fly mm-hmm. uh, uh, floats behind, or float, not, it just sinks behind. Yeah, it, it just hangs behind. Kind of, sure. Yeah, or, or, and I've gotten an awful lot of bass that way. That's a very good uh, point. Yeah, and I'm wondering if that would work in salt water. If you if you took a nice sized some sort of a, a trout fly or something and and suspend, you know put it behind your top water. I think you'd get a lot of trailers. Uh, yeah, you got to be you, you? got to be careful. There are rules, and I can't remember exactly how the rule is worded um, about like secondary hooks hanging off of stuff. There, oh. there is something in the rule book, but I can't remember exactly how it's worded. Maybe somebody out there is listening that that knows. But yeah, twenty years ago, maybe. Well, how old am I? Okay, thirty at least years ago. I during the the peak of the flounder run. I would take a, a big gold spoon and then behind that about 12 or 14 inches would hang just a simple dressed treble hook, a treble hook with a little, with yellow bucktail on it yeah, and just yeah. drag that behind there. And they ate that up, man. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes, uh, you know, if they don't feel like coming, the theory is if they don't feel like coming right after the surface, let's say it's a clear day or something yeah, like that. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. Uh, You've got that trailer hook with that flip, with that trout fly flipping around behind that top water, and you'll pick up a lot of uh, subsurface spike uh, strikes, even if you're you know on on the surface with a, a lure. So I just thought I'd pass that on. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you very much, man. All right, thanks a lot. Uh huh. Bye bye. All right, back very quickly before we go to the break. Um, my buddy Rick Bice weighed in. He's he says he's got access to a, a couple of leases. Hunting leases, if anybody's interested, in Robertson and Leon counties, about two and a half hours from where we're sitting right here in the Galleria area. And um, says, yeah, if you want to know about it, hold on, where'd that phone number go? 281-733-5585. I'm not going to turn this thing into a swap meet, but um, yeah, it might be worth a call if you're interested. Seven, or excuse me, 281-733-5585. I'll find out more about that and maybe and maybe even talk about it more next week or, or tomorrow even. We could do that, certainly. If you own a gun for protection and you either are feel compelled to draw and or fire that weapon, you're going to lead legal representation pronto. 
right away. The police are going to be called. They're going to come out and talk to you. They might even take you to the station for questioning because while we do have the right to defend ourselves, our property, and our families, and, and even other people out in public, heaven forbid something horrible happens, um, there are still right ways and wrong ways to do that. And you need Texas Law Shield protection. It's only about 11 or $12 a month, something like that. You need Texas Law Shield to help you out. They will come to your side. All you got to do is call them. If you've got that card in your wallet, you, you pull it out, you make that phone call. And from that point forward, you have legal representation. There's no limits, no deductibles, zero attorney's fees, even for an appeal if that comes up. You sign up soon, you can get five free booklets just for signing up, along with all that great protection. It's very simple. Go to TexasLawShield.com. Those booklets are worth their weight in gold. They're worth way more than this protection is going to cost you. TexasLawShield.com slash radio. Do it today. We'll take a break and be right back. Your Rockets and Astros live here. We are Sports Talk 790. The conversation continues. This is the Doug Pike Show. Nine thirty-five on Sports Talk Seven Ninety, the Doug Pike Show. Thank you for listening. Nine thirty-five already. Rounding third, heading home, as they say. Mm, mercy sakes, I've got to go shoot some video after the show. I'm pretty excited. Going to Stub Cycles over there on Telephone Road with my buddy Howard Reynolds. He's bringing his camera. We're going to work on something and um, play your cards right and you watch the right. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. TV in 2020. You might just see one of these commercials. It's going to be kind of cool. I'm going to voice them. I don't think I'm going to put myself in the shots. I'm not that pretty. Um, but who knows? No, I'm not going to get in them. Uh, we're going to highlight the product. That's what we're going to do. It makes perfect sense to me. 713-212-5790. Email me, Doug Pike at iHeartMedia.com. Another fun fact to know and tell. Let's see if I can find one I like here. This is creepy and weird. Joe, listen to this, man. Seems like a terrible thing to recommend people do in this day and age, but according to a study from Washington State University, People can reduce their stress at work by doing what? Be careful. By doing what? Uh, something uh, that is inappropriate. Yeah, there you go. Flirting with their coworkers. Oh, yeah, that, do that doesn't surprise me. Why would... I mean, I understand how it could be a stress reducer, but, man, you better, you better be darned sure in this day and age that this coworker with whom you're going to flirt isn't going to drop everything and run to HR and feel offended. That that would scare me to death. There's no way I'd do that. Yeah, people always talk about like the what do they call it, like a work wife or oh yeah, just yeah, someone yeah. that you flirt with and they're there. That's not really a thing in radio. I feel like, or at least no. Well, mainly on this floor because there's not a lot of females up here. But yeah, 
Well, there's a lot of them on five, and we all we all get along. It's just more like a big family than yeah, anything exactly. else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's that would. It's I a little different. I feel like not for our work environment. That's a good point. Yeah, I guess in a big giant corporate environment where everybody's doing something different than what we do, because what we do is kind of fun, actually. Yeah. Oh, uh, maybe maybe they're not having as much fun as we are, and they need some way to relax themselves. That's okay. Here's one more for those of you who are traveling over the holidays or ever. Doctors say, at least one did, the most germ-infected, infested, excuse me, spot in the average hotel room. What? This is a good. This is a good quiz. What's the germiest thing in the hotel room? Okay, I think it's near the bed, but I'm gonna say like the lamp. I've stayed in a bunch of hotel rooms over the years and i this would not have really come to mind it's something that just sits there and just is so innocuous and so inviting and it's the chair sitting in the corner of the room oh they probably never gets clean yeah that's true because that's what i was trying to think of is like something that just would probably get missed the bedspread that's that's the easy and obvious one because those things don't ever get washed or at least not very often Mm, the lamp yeah because everybody's touching it but even that lamp probably in a contemporary hotel with contemporary cleaning standards, uh, when they go through there with the, the Lysol or disinfecting wipes, they probably swipe something across that lamp, the phone, the remote. That used to be a nasty thing. Now they, a lot of places, they give your remotes in a bag. Now, I don't know where they actually clean it before they put it in the bag, but nonetheless. But, yeah, that little chair sitting over there. You might not want to spend a whole lot of time in that. 713-212-5790. Email me, Doug Pike at iHeartMedia.com. And before I drop back into the outdoors, I'm, I saw this one story, and I wanted to kind of pass it along and see if maybe maybe it can inspire some of you who are doing okay, having a pretty good year, feel like things went well for you this year, and uh, you're trying to figure out a way to pay something back. A guy in Florida called the utility company and found three dozen families whose bills were past due and they were being threatened with having their power cut off or their water cut off. He calls them and says, hey, I want to help some people out. And he paid off the bills of three dozen families. And he said he did it because back in the 80s, he he was struggling a lot and ended up having to go through a whole winter Somewhere up where they have a real winter with no heat. A whole winter with no heat. So if you had a good year and you're feeling like you'd like to share a little holiday cheer with somebody who could sure use it, make sure they've got their water and electricity taken care of. And you know what? If you want to give somebody heat in the winter because they didn't have it and you're thinking, well, Houston's not that cold. I'm not going to worry about that. Nothing's... In this day and age, in this age of computers, nothing to keep you from calling Minneapolis, Minnesota's electric company saying, hey, who you got whose heat's just about to be turned off tomorrow, and it's a pretty safe bet they're not going to pay it. Let me just pay that bill. Don't tell them who I am. Just here's the money. Here's my credit card number. Pay off their bill, and just tell them Merry Christmas from a friend in Texas. Tell them a Texan did that for them. Just remind them of that. 713-212-5790. Email me, Doug Pike at iHeartMedia.com. Man, all of a sudden, 
I got emails popping in. I'll have to go through them. You know what I think I will do? I might go ahead and take this break a little bit early. We'll have more time on the other end of it then. And um, Oh, by the way, I do have three prizes, courtesy of Fishing Tackle Unlimited. Three weeks of prizes, actually. I'm going to bundle a cap, a T-shirt, and a pair of fishing pliers. And these are nice pliers. These aren't just little cheapo needle-nose pliers. These are really cool fishing pliers. I'm going to bundle those, and over the next few weeks after the holidays, the first part of the front end, of, well, the front end of the new year, to avoid redundancy, uh, we'll do at least three versions of that pro or the uh, the game. I'm going to make sure I get the the pro, the proper intro done for that game as well from Mr. Bobian. I sent him something. This is well, I was going to say it's typical, but it's not of him actually. He's running a little late, but I think he's had a ton of other promotional stuff to do this time of year. So anyway. Cap, T-shirt, and the pliers are going to go to people who win this game. And to prove how easy it is, when we get back from this break, didn't even know it, but Joe's going to play again. Your record, your record's what? 0-1. Oh 0-1. One. Oh one. Um, I think Jackson now is like 1-5. He actually, he actually got it right last week. So anyway, we'll give you a chance to be batting 500 instead of batting 200 or, or lower than 200. Uh, when we get back from this break on the way there, a reminder that Carter's country is a fantastic place place says four of them to go buy yourself a gun, buy a gun for somebody, you know, wants a gun for Christmas, get them some ammo, get them some optics, get them some reloading equipment. If they like to do that themselves, fantastic place to take the kids take the whole family. Look at all that taxidermy in there. Look around the store. Look at some of the memorabilia in those stores. All four stores have all of that to offer you. The Treshwig store also has shooting ranges. And you you talk about feel at home. Every time I go up there to that store to visit with, with the people up there, every time I go up, I pull in the parking lot and you start hearing that pop, 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 pop when the range is hot. It's quiet. It's eerily quiet when the range is, is, is shut down for people to go retrieve targets and stuff. But what a great place. And then you hear that shooting again. And, oh, yeah, here it is. This is a place where I, as a shooter, as a hunter, can feel very comfortable. Same way at all four stores. If you need something, even if it's something very specific or kind of out of the way, extraordinary, unusual somehow, they probably got it at Carter's Country. And if they don't, they can get it. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of guns, rifles in all the calibers, shotguns of all styles and sizes and and from the best in the world down to just working class, good old-fashioned, take-care-of-business shotguns. Handguns, handguns, and more of them. It's all at Carter's Country, a Houston institution since the 1960s. If you haven't been in Carter's Country in a while, go check them out. Go find out for yourself why I shop there so much. Carter'sCountry.com. That's where you could start, actually. Start online, see what they got there. Carter'sCountry.com. We're breaking me back. This is Sports Talk 790 on the go with iHeartRadio. Friends, you've got to try it. The conversation continues. This is the Doug Pike Show. 949 on Sports Talk 790, the Doug Pike Show. Shoot me an out time, Joe, when you get a minute. So I know and so I don't run over. Joe runs a pretty tight ship around here. Straight up. Holy cow. Yeah, that is tight. All right, I can take care of that. That's not a problem at all. I'm um, in the middle of emailing Denisha Larson, who we, with whom we spoke earlier in the program, 
And I, I mentioned something about duck calling to her in a previous email. And now we're swapping emails about where I guided, when I guided, all that good stuff. And about duck calling, from her it says, for me, when not to call is about 90% of the time right now. I'm working on it, though. That being said, I know an experienced hunter that I might need you to have a talk with about when not to call. Sounds like somebody pretty close to her who just can't put the duck call down. If that's you, if you like to just quack, 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 just can't put the thing down. Oh, we're going to feed chuckle here. We're going to do a few little short quacks here. Be very careful. Uh, I hear a lot, by the way, a lot of duck hunters. I hear a lot of them on TV, too. And it's funny how they never actually show what the ducks are doing when these guys are blowing calls. There's always kind of, uh, there'll be broken footage there'll be ducks coming in and then you hear the guy and then this shot of the guys calling and then ducks coming in and i'm gonna bet you that in most of those cases those are different different pieces of video because if they're blowing that call too hard it, it all depends on the, the species you're calling it ten, depends on wind where weather wind cloud cover how well you're hidden there's a lot of factors that go into when and why you should or should not blow that duck call. But if there is any doubt in your mind, then just put it down. Any doubt in your mind about what you're about to do with that call, put it down. David Lowprize, one of the best Parks and Wildlife Department biologists who ever marched all over that prairie years ago, and I were sitting on a corner one morning listening with the just windows down talking i had nobody to hunt that morning so i was just riding around i saw him we got in truck and rode around together and we could hear calls all over the place 90 percent of which sounded horrible and it was he who i believe may have been the first to say and i've heard it said by a million people and i'm going to say it again too he said the duck call may be the greatest conservation tool for waterfowl ever invented and he's right the rule that i try to that i tried to impart upon and not just a rule but at least a guideline that i tried to share with hunters who were just coming into the sport back when i was guiding so if there are ducks coming at you if they're flying toward you put the call down and just watch them come okay if and if they start circling your spread Watch them circle because they're looking. They're looking for a reason to leave. They're not looking to figure out where to land. They're looking for a reason to leave a lot of times, especially pintails. They're very skittish, very for the most part. Now, come January, when the drakes are all looking for hens, a single drake pintail, pretty easy to decoy. But by and large, when they're flying around in big flocks, all eyes are on the ground around the edge of the water or on that blind, wherever you are, they're looking. They're looking for shiny faces. They're looking for the flash off a gun barrel. They're looking for just the sunlight flickering off a gun barrel, anything that tells them to get out of there. And they'll they'll make 10 passes around that decoy spread before they'll ever come close enough to shoot them, as long as you keep quiet. And if, you, if the ducks turn and are leaving, if, if all you can see is the south end of northbound ducks, then call. You have nothing to lose. But if you're looking at, at quacking beaks and, and hearing whistles and, and watching the, the 
birds just bank off the wind and come back around for another pass and another pass and another pass, let them work. That'll save you a whole lot of headaches and a whole lot of ugly looks from the other people in the blind who aren't calling because you told them you were an expert caller. And now you've, you've done something that triggered a, a, a flight response, a, a fast flight response out of those ducks, and they're gone. And if you blow it when they're close, it's really hard to get them back then because they're looking for the source of that sound. And that's when you're going to really get busted. Take it easy. Same with grunt calls for deer. Same with all of it. Um, try to remember the last time you walked through the woods or the last time you sat on a, on a small body of water, not sitting around a big duck roost where there's 5,000 ducks on it, but just a small body of water, something like you're hunting. When was the last time you went around a place where there were, say, 120 ducks? And you, you roll down your window on the side of the road, you watching those 120 ducks out there. Did it really sound that loud? Was there that much noise coming out of there? Probably not. Geese, you can get away with a little bit more, but not with ducks. Holy cow, I'm already out of time almost, huh? One more lousy minute. All right, that's enough of that. I can't think of a better time. There is no bad time to, to issue one more little... Um, caution please be careful everybody's out there having fun hunting there's a lot of a lot of times this time of year you might find yourself on a duck lease or a deer lease or on a boat or wherever with people you don't hunt and fish with all the time they're friends their family you want to get them all out in the outdoors with you you want to all go out and have fun that's when you really have to be extra safe because when i'm hunting with people i know i know kind of what to expect from them i know who i can trust who i can't if you're out there with other people be super safe man i don't want anybody hurt this this holiday season be careful on the road too that's where it's worse that'll wrap it up for me i'll be back here tomorrow morning at eight o'clock adios